Welcome to That's Rad Adventures in Life, Love, and Wedding Planning from the Pacific Northwest. I'm Rad, your host and owner of Rad Occasions, and this is the amazing, fantastical Rob. Hi. 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 (laughs) This is season three, episode eight, and over the last few years, we have noticed an upward trend for backyard weddings. That could be your backyard, your parents' backyard, friends' backyard, private venue. Backyard. Yeah. Backyard. That's really basically what we're getting at here today. No front yard weddings? I feel like that's kind of, you know, like exposed. Very. I don't know if people want to do that. And I also feel like backyards have more space than front yards. Typically. Typically. Yeah. Yeah. And they're more private, like I just said. So anyways, this is your guide to creating a beautiful backyard wedding. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the pros of a backyard wedding. Um, furry friends are usually invited. That's the first pro. That's a pretty good pro. That is a pretty good pro. Especially if you have pets that you want to include on the big day. And you don't have to clear it with the venue. You don't have to pay an extra deposit. You don't have to worry about travel if it's your backyard. You know, or like, and also too, it's if it's a familiar space for your pet, that's even better. Dates can sometimes be flexible. Sometimes. I say this because if you're doing your using your own backyard, well then of course the date can be flexible. But I mean if you're using a parents or friends or family members backyard, then things get a little complicated. And also, if you're doing using a venue like an Airbnb and you're using that backyard, then of course it depends on the availability. So there's lots of things there that you have to figure out. This is a big one that actually one of our couples just mentioned to me today, which is money can be saved sometimes. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely true. Yes. So the thing is, is that, yeah, maybe you're not paying for a venue if you're using your own backyard or your your family members, um, if you aren't doing the Airbnb route, but then you have to think about all the other things you have to rent. So this is kind of like a pro slash con, and it's, it's one of those things that where you have to like figure out if getting all that stuff outweighs the benefit of not having to pay a venue fee. So the logistics of a backyard wedding, and this is where you come in, Mr. Spatial Engineer. (laughs) Um, We're going to start with that, actually, is the the setup and the space that you need for everything. Because I know a lot of people go into this thinking, oh yeah, I can do my ceremony and my reception here. And then you come and look at the space with me, and you're like... How many people is this reception for? (laughs) And how many people is this ceremony for? And we start getting into like dicey numbers there where like things might be a little squishy. Yeah. And backyard weddings seem to really cater themselves to smaller, more intimate weddings than larger ones. Mm -hmm. So kind of take that into consideration as well. Unless, of course, you're renting a venue. Mm-hmm. like an Airbnb, because we've had a lot of couples do that too, where you're basically um, 
have a huge backyard because you're renting a mansion. So in that case, you have lots and lots of space. Yeah. Yeah. Also very true. That's true. Uh, one thing that's been a big um, hurdle, I guess you could say, is power and electricity. Well, elect electrical, I should say, more like. So you got to think about it. You've got lighting. You've got a sound system. There's probably some food prep equipment that needs to be plugged in. That's a lot of power, and a lot of homes cannot handle that. And you're going to blow a fuse, and you definitely don't want to do that if you're out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> and we are saying we always, always stress to rent generators and make sure you have extra gas for said generators so that you can power everything. And you want to make sure that you check with your caterers, your DJs, your musicians, about how much power they need. And you want to ask your rental company for help in choosing the best power sources that will work for your day. Because I know gas is not environmentally friendly, and I don't know if they have generators out there that are not run on gas or diesel, honestly. They have electrical power banks, but they're usually fairly limited. And they don't typically have the same kind of uh, capabilities that a gas, gas generator does. Mm -hmm. And if they do, they're very expensive. Okay. The technology is just not there yet. Well, that's good to know. Hopefully one day. Yeah. Yeah. So next thing we're going to talk about is washrooms. If your guest list is bigger than 15 people, I would say, uh, you need to provide more washrooms. There's upscale portable toilet trailers now, which are really fantastic. Um, but if you're in a pinch, you are going to have to go with an old school porta potty. I'm sorry. And you can't overlook this detail. You can't skimp on this detail because there's a lot of places that are on septic systems. I can say that word septic systems. And that's going to be a huge problem on the night of your wedding day. Or sorry, on the night of your wedding. Oh my gosh, it's been a long day. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> and I, I think even if you're not on septic, it might just be a good idea because you don't want people going through your house with their shoes on. At least that's what I think, anyways, in my opinion. Another thing you want to think about is yard maintenance and setup. Um, you want to talk about landscaping if that's something that you have to do another thing that uh, you came across rob at a wedding recently was that the ground wasn't level for the dance floor that the couple had rented yeah yeah so having a place that's flat and level for dance floors or for e even for like eating areas like if you're gonna have an outdoor eating area tented you got to make sure that the tables are level or else you know things get a little wonky oh definitely and i mean i know the tent companies can come out there and check all those things for you which is really awesome so if you're renting a tent or if you're getting a landscaper in get them to check the levelness for you and that brings me to insurance. I know everyone's least favorite thing, so I'm trying to be excited about it. Um, 
If you're doing this in your own home or at a family member or friend's home, they can check with their homeowner's insurance to see what's covered, like property damage inside or outside the house. Um, you might have to get extra insurance, um, which is basically like, it's called PAL, which is party and event liability assurance. Oh my gosh, that doesn't make any sense. But it's the middle of wedding season and we are halfway there and we're a little tired so i'm very sorry if this episode is a little rambly yes exactly that (laughs) um but if you are renting a private venue please remember that they're going to have their own requirements around event and liability insurance and it usually is in their event contract um and also note that all your vendors will also be insured because safety first You also want to consider your neighbors. So I would say a couple months before your wedding, notify your neighbors of your backyard wedding plans. This gives them lots and lots of time to plan ahead, rearrange, or maybe even go away for the night. And you want to give them lots of details, like the exact time of the ceremony, so that they know if they need to be extra quiet. Like, for example, there was somebody trimming their hedges close to a venue, and I had to ask if he could please not do that during the ceremony. Um, you also want to make sure that you have parking plans, um, especially because a lot of streets are residential only or have limited parking. So if you want to maybe consider a shuttle instead to make sure that your guests can get there and back, um, without having to worry about their cars, that would be ideal. I would say a reminder to letting them know several months in advance is also maybe give them a reminder head up heads up like a week or so before as well yeah Yeah. definitely yeah i know some people might forget that's for sure and also you might even want to just give them like a written schedule when you're doing the when you're going around notifying everybody just so they have it another really big factor that i feel like gets left out of some people's plans is cleanup and it's a lot of trash. It's a lot of garbage. There's no way around it. So you want to make sure you have trash bins, recycling bins, compost bins, and you can ask if your caterer can help empty those and even take them off site for you. Um, or you might even want to designate or hire someone to monitor the bins so they don't get too full and cause smelliness and no attract smelliness. animals. Cause you don't want that. No, no. And this is one of the things that I hate talking about, but we have to talk about it. It is your rain plan. Weather happens. Can't stop it. (laughs) So have a plan B in case it rains or if it gets super, super hot or super, super cold. Um, Basically, your plan B can just be as good as your plan A. And if you want to stay outdoors, get a tent early have it ready to go and make sure that you have sides so you can protect against rain and if you're worried about the heat rent some fans and if you're worried about the cold rent some heaters simple as that and now we come to my favorite part the logistics of the timeline (laughs) this is when rob goes to sleep yeah yeah (laughs) 
So you want to work around the light. You want to avoid having your ceremony during super harsh light. So like not right at noon because your photos are not going to be great. And remember that you don't have any downtime because your guests are all going to be staying at that venue. So you might want to consider having a first look and then your wedding party photos. So then only family photos and maybe a group photo have to take place right after the ceremony. But if you want to wait, plan an activity for everyone to do. People will get bored. So give them cocktail, uh, sorry, not cocktail. Give them cocktails. Yes. <laughs> but, do that too. But give them your games. I was going to say cocktail games and I'm like, that does not make sense. No. No. <laughs> you also want to be considerate of quiet time areas. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you want to be considerate of the quiet time in your area. There's going to be a chance that you have to have like everything shut down by 10 or 11 because then you might have the cops call on you. You never know. <laughs> you want to make sure that you have an after party spot or that you have it planned already that you're going to cut everything off at like 1030. So I also want to go through a rental checklist with all of you. And this will be in the show notes, so you don't have to like madly write this down. But here are the basic rentals you will need for a backyard wedding. Chairs, because people need somewhere to sit. Yep. That makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, you can use the same chairs for reception. They would just need to be moved over by your planner team, or you can ask your guests to help if you do not have a planner. Um, alternatively, you can also use benches or hay bales or some other seating requirement for your ceremony and then just have the chairs already sitting at the reception. A tent. You can consider a clear top tent so that you can still take in all the natural elements. Um, but please, get a tent. I beg of you. It saves a lot of stress. Tables? Yes. You need tables and linens for those tables. Unless, of course, you have harvest tables, then you don't need linens. No one wants to cover up harvest tables. Um, you also want to make sure you have cocktail tables and enough uh, banquet tables for like your catering staff. So that's um, something that you would want to talk to them about. If you want to have cocktail tables, you will also need linens for those. And aside from serving tables and linens for your catering, they may also need food prep and storage equipment, uh, recycling bins, trash bins, but definitely check with them on this before you just start renting a bunch of stuff because a lot of them will include the rentals that are required in your food quote. So you don't have to worry about it. It's great. Uh, you also will want tables and linens for your welcome table, your cake table, um, basically any additional table on top of your guest tables. And then you can't forget the bar. Again, that can be made with banquet tables and linen, or you can get an actual bar, like a wooden bar rental. Like I know some of the companies in town that also do bartending will bring in a, a bar rental with them, which is super convenient. And with the bar, you'll also need, you know, additional glassware, or plastic. We definitely suggest plastic glassware at some point because it's very hard to clean up glass in grass. That rhymes. Yep. 
You will also need to consider everything that you need for a place setting. So that would be besides your glasses, your cutlery, your plates, your napkins. Um, and then if you're going to have a plate of dinner, you want your place cards and all those other fun things. Um, please know that this list does not include an exhaustive amount of decor items because that is up to each person. A dance floor, if you have an even space um, to put it down on. If you have a cement area or a patched dirt area, though, I think that would work well for dancing. Yeah. Yeah. And then lighting for your tent, for your dance area, for the path to the portable toilets, you know, anywhere that people are not able to see very well and maybe you don't want them to drop their phone because that would be gross. Yeah. Yeah. Or drink. Or plate or, or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And then generators, as we were talking about before. And of course, your portable restrooms. Portaloos. Okay. I'm sorry, what? Portaloos. Yeah. But your portable restrooms, remember, you may only need those if you have over 15 people. But of course, if you're renting an Airbnb type place that also doubles as a wedding venue, you can double check those details with them. So that about covers your backyard weddings. And if we've forgotten anything or if you have anything that you still would like to ask questions about, please shoot us a message on Instagram or send us an email at rad at radoccasions.ca. And until next week, stay rad. <laughs>